welcome legends to the latest episode of FPL Face Off, the uh, podcast where two people face off in the world of fantasy Premier League. Uh, my name is Fitz and I'm joined by Mr. Jim Timms. How are you doing, Jim? I'm good, thanks, Fitz. Good to see you, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Yeah, I've apologised to you off mic, but apologies in advance. Uh, I've got my cat Bruno uh, sat on my on my lap, so I'm like a very budget Bond villain, uh, and uh, the other one's trying to nibble at my wires here. So yeah, li- living the dream, mate. And uh, we're here, of course, to discuss a very uh, I'd say mixed bag of uh, emotions in terms of game week 15. Uh, it was a, it was a slightly odd one, wasn't it? It was a funny week, mate, wasn't it? Yeah, very funny. It started off awful, I thought, mm-hmm. and then uh, sort of came good. Uh, some some crazy scores in there. So some yeah, some uh, some players, especially to discuss this week. Yes, much for us to ponder um, as both my cats uh, do their best to to ruin this otherwise perfectly set up uh, little podcast session that we've got. But we'll uh, hopefully. But they're so cute, though. They are so cute, yeah, but super annoying at this exact moment in time. Um, so, yes, uh, over the course of this episode, we will be discussing, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to do this once, and it's probably going to happen again. Bella, get down. Um, good, yes. You'll, you'll be unsurprised to know that my four-month-old kitten has not listened to me whatsoever, but never mind. Um, Yes, so we're going to discuss game week 15, of course, the game week that was lots and lots of talking points there. Uh, We're also going to look ahead to game week 16 and cast our eye on basically the last game week before before the World Cup. It feels very odd to have a a World Cup uh, in the midst of the season, of course. It's never happened before. Um, But why don't we jump straight in? So, Jim, how was your game week 15, mate? Talk to me. Yeah, not too bad actually, mate. I so last week you you might recall uh I said that I was going to do absolutely nothing, make no transfers <laughs> and uh stand still. Uh I didn't do that. I made two transfers despite only having one free transfer, so I took a minus 4. Uh I took Kane out and Foden out and I put in uh KDB and uh Wilson. So uh not a total disaster. Uh, Kane, Kane scored, so that was unfortunate. But taking Foden out was actually a good shout in the end. Um, I, I just was unconvinced that that Pep wouldn't, uh, Pep wouldn't start. Uh, sorry, would start him. And yeah, he didn't again. And you just think, oh, blimey, what's going on there? But uh, KDB in was I captained him as well, which wasn't a terrible shout. Uh, Same, but yeah, Wilson didn't return, which was a bit of a shame. But you know, all in all. I got 65 for the game week. Um, so, yeah, not yeah. too bad, really. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it, uh, green arrows. So I'm happy Mate. with that Delighted after a terrible you. week before. So, um, yeah, so not too bad at all. Uh, how yeah, about yourself, you, mate? Yeah, you've got to be happy with that. Yeah, um, bit of a bit of an odd one. I also made two free transfers. Uh, I was... I was in a strange situation. So I went for uh, a family day. We went for a swim and uh, kind of met up with some some other friends who've, who've got kids. And uh, I was basically desperately trying to get hold of City News. So uh, I think the whole FPL world was oh. searching on Twitter, FPL, Harland and, and whatnot. And yeah, so I kind yeah. of got wind. I got wind about 20 minutes before deadline that Harland wasn't going to start. So, um, uh, or 
allegedly wasn't going to start. So, yeah, I made my transfers, took out Salah uh, for KDB. Ouch. Uh, and, yeah, uh, what was the other one I made? Um, I, do you know what? Bear with me. I should have. Rashford, is... was it, for Foden? Yes, it was exactly that. Well done, mate. Sorry. Um, I'm being distracted by my uh, frustrating no. kittens. Uh, yeah, so obviously kind of a bit of a waste of a transfer in that respect, but I didn't anticipate Man United playing so badly against Aston Villa. And um, Weird one, that, wasn't it, I thought? Oof, yeah, not nice. New manager bounce. Um, yeah. First time we've lost to Villa at Villa Park, uh, certainly in the league since 1995. So, um, yeah, not not a good day all round. Can I have a quick sidebar on this one? Mm. Um, I just want to ask you, actually, as a United supporter that you are, how, I, what are I your am. thoughts on, <laughs> um, first of all, playing and captaining Cristiano Ronaldo? I, I you, ask this with yeah. within the context of, let's just say, for example, your... Uh, another player in the Man United squad and uh, your manager has decided to captain Cristiano Ronaldo who mm-hmm. but weeks ago was subbed mm-hmm. off and then just left the stadium uh, and everyone else in the dust. I just, I, I'm it's, curious. It's a very good question and you probably won't be surprised by my, um, by my response. I think it is a very, very bad decision from Ten Hag. I think that to be honest, I, I would, don't want to rant too much about it for our non-Man United supporting chums. But um, basically, I think Ronaldo is a legend of the club, but we do not play the same way when we've got him in the team. It's like we have to totally change the, the way that Ten Hag wants to play. And ignoring that, putting all of the kind of tactics and what he does for the team and doesn't do for the team and pressing and his form, whatever, putting all of that to, to one side the whole point of a team and the whole point of a successful team, in my opinion, is that everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's swimming the same direction. Everyone wants the same thing. Now, when you've got one player, Ronaldo or not, whoever it is, who throws the toys out the pram and disrespects the rest of the team by not, by not coming on or walking out of the state, whatever that is, that's a bad apple. And in my opinion, Ten Hag should have, I don't know whether it's not having the guts or or whether he's trying to show respect to Ronaldo or what, but um, to do something like that is is un- unforgivable in the context of a team. You know, a team is only as strong as its weakest link, and yeah, he's he's let himself down and, and Man United down there. Sorry to rant. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's just it's a very unique and odd situation. I found. I think there's probably a lot more going on behind closed doors that uh, we're not privy to, uh, but there seems to be a a bit of a power imbalance perhaps. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe Ten Hag just doesn't really know what to do with him because we can see, we've seen that he can change a game for the benefit of United, but Mm -hmm. also, you know, what we saw at the weekends was the system didn't work at all. And, you know, Villa, Villa absolutely punished you. That, and I have to give a shout out to Villa as well. They were fantastic, I thought. Yeah, they were. And, um, you know, I think that probably took us by surprise a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, I think having Ronaldo in there has uh, genuinely, I think it, it totally changed everyone's kind of work ethic it's changed everything really and and you've you kind of hit the nail on the head Bruno leave that um that you know if you're a player on that team and you're looking at Ronaldo be subbed off slash not 
subbed on rather, um, and then he's captain. Like, what what's the motivation there? Why why are you wanting to kind of run your socks off if if that's the case? So yeah, very, very interesting question that you've raised. But yeah, I, I think his time has, uh, has at United has come to an end, unfortunately, or, or needs to come to an end soon. But who will have him? There's we could have a whole podcast on that. I'm sure. We could, we could, but we, we're getting a bit sidetracked. I suppose out of that, I would say that I, I started looking at Aston Villa players a little bit. Wow. Uh, you know, knee, not, knee not seriously, I'd say at this stage. Yeah, very, very knee joke, very Jimmy knee joke there. But, uh, you know, Leon Bailey, uh, I was thought. in most of our teams at the start of the season, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, I think he, he looks pretty sharp there, especially, um, Jacob Ramsey. That budget, that budget pick. Jacob Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, they, if, if Emery can bring them all together and, and get a tune out of them, which, you know, well, the early signs are pretty good for, for Villa, uh, Villa fans. Yeah. I uh, think, I think the only way, know. only way was up for them, wasn't it really? So they've, they've got to be, they've got to be delighted with, with the change. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was a funny old weekend. As I say, I was kind of swimming with the kids and didn't have any signal whatsoever. So I kind of got out at, at, at four o'clock and it was obviously the first half had been and gone and little notifications started popping through and I saw Cancelo red card Man City and oh. I was like, oh my God. And I was very tempted to captain Cancelo and a few did. Um, shout out to, to two boys that you will know, Bastian and, and Dave. Uh, both of whom oh, captained yeah. um, Cancelo, so yeah, they've uh, they've oh. had a bit of a bit of a stinker there because minus four from your captain is is not what you want to see. I can tell you now that before the game week began, I really considered slapping the armband on Cancelo. I thought mm-hmm. he's a great shout if he has a massive eighteen ball, pointer. Yeah, yeah, you know, some or or you know, twelve points. Yeah, even, yeah. It, it's well worth it. I didn't do it. Um, the, I will say this as well. Just before deadline, I was at work, and uh, without giving anything away about the nature of my work, <laughs> I was kicked off the Wi-Fi. Uh, I couldn't get to my phone. It was all just an absolute nightmare. I think I changed my team to what I wanted, but I wasn't sure. But by the yeah. time I got there, um, yeah, that was too late to do anything. But I mean, you know, I, I had I had put in a team in place thinking that he may not be played Harland. So uh, it yeah. worked out okay in the end. Well, that's that's what they say. The um, I don't know if you've listened to Always Cheating, which is a podcast that two American guys do, but it's, it's very good. They, yeah. they, they say about the bus team, you know, so when yeah. the game week's done, set your team up. So if you get hit by a bus, at least you've got a team. Um, yeah, absolutely. Bus team. Yeah, it's a well-known phrase in, in the uh, the FPL community, I'm indeed, sure. Indeed it is. Um, so yeah, it was a it was an interesting interesting start to the week in terms of um, obviously the kind of Man City game and obviously the, the Saturday results. You touched on it. It was quite a kind of quiet. Um, uh, oops, I've just accidentally called you. Please ignore that, Will uh, Jim. Um, yeah, it was quite a kind of quiet start to the game week in terms of Saturday for me. Uh, I didn't have any really Leeds assets, didn't have any really Bournemouth assets, uh, or Forest or Brentford or Wolves or Brighton or Everton or and I had Castagna for, for Leicester. So yeah, um, six points. Yep. Yeah. Clean sheet. Um, first on my bench as well, which is which is great. So um uh it, it yeah, it's maybe, tough. 
maybe it's time to talk about that particularly painful element of my week. I don't know if I revealed my score, actually, Jim. Sorry about that. You did ask oh, me. Oh, sorry, mate. We got a bit sidetracked there, didn't we? No, no, no. It, my, my fault. Um, you did ask me. So I got 54, um, but because I took the minus four, I actually got 50, um, which is a sickener because that's put me uh, a, a good old red arrow down to 235K. Still not bad. Um, place to be I would have taken that probably at the start of the season but could have been a lot better because I had uh, not one six-pointer on my bench not two six-pointers on my bench but three six-pointers on my bench so um, yeah 18 points of, of pain there it's it's been a weird season in that respect i must admit i've had a few game weeks where i've had a few kind of points on on the bench what about yourself how um how, how did your bench get on reasonably yeah as well, so I, think. I had uh 12 points well 13 i suppose if uh you include nico williams but we don't um <laughs> yeah i had ward ward on my bench again i clean sheet points mm-hmm. and andreas but i think everyone had andreas on their bench no I, and who knew that he was going to be taking penalties mitrovic was uh not on the pitch yeah he played so who thought they'd rested. get a sniff against man city you know as was... well as yeah. well and i thought I, I i'd put mitrovic out actually and i thought oh you know uh if anyone's going to get anything against City, it'll be it'll be Mitra, and he didn't even play. And up steps Andreas, and yeah, we we all rue the fact that we we plonked him on the bench. Um, so that was yeah. a bit of a shame, uh, really. But I I will say that my silver lining was that for some reason I put uh Gabriel on my bench, but he was first on my bench Ooh, uh, for Arsenal, and so therefore he came into play and he got a massive haul of fifth. Dean, I believe. Yeah, uh, so yeah, as Mitrovic didn't play, so I the the FPL gods were you know favouring me, Sm- in that smiling respect. down on you, absolutely. Oh, really? Really? That saved my week, I would say. Good. Well, you, you know, you you deserve you deserve a little bit of luck every uh, every now and again, don't you? So it's um it's yeah it's, it's thanks, good mate. To see. Thank you. That's my kind. Pleasure. Um, my pleasure. I've just made I've made an observation as well across the last couple of weeks mm. uh, in terms of um ranks. So uh, when I listen to various podcasts concerned with FPL, uh, I often hear their uh, presenters and guests. Um, have a little moan about their rank because they've gone from 150,000 to 190,000 that week. Well, I have to say I'm at about 3.8 million. So maybe if you're in the top million, <laughs> it's cut. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, like if you go outside the top million, fair enough. You can start to be a bit like, Oh no, I'm not in the top 10%. But <laughs> when you're in, in the top million, I think maybe just, you should be pretty chuffed, you know, like, I think that's fair. Everyone just be happy about that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. No, I think that's, I think that's fair. There's, um, I don't know if you listen to FPL black box, but they are, um, that is the kind of opposite to our pod in that it's very, very data. <laughs> yeah data heavy sure. um yeah and uh, i think we might have mentioned it before but yeah they've both of them have had a very poor season by their high standards they have yeah yeah um, yeah i uh it is very difficult isn't it because as you say it's it's all relative ultimately i think you know if 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 you are a, a player who perhaps is is as those guys have kind of been used to threatening the upper echelons and then you find yourself at five six million at this time of the year 
that's got to really hurt. But equally, oh, that's, that's tough. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you know, if if on a similar vibe, if if you are a player who normally doesn't really pay much attention, but is now kind of getting interested in it and starting to gradually improve and climb up the ranks, then then that's brilliant. So different strokes for different folks, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Couldn't oh, have put it better. What a what a warm feeling we've got from uh, the start of this podcast. Good. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, to to uh, to kind of round off on game week uh 15 i suppose one highlight for me was the fact that i kept in um wolf zaha was very very tempted um to get rid of him uh but in the end i'm very glad i didn't um it's it's an annoying one though because if i would just left it the way that it was then i would have had salah um and zaha and uh i wouldn't have had the minus four so you know it's uh, yeah it's a bit it's a bitter pill to swallow but look be take take the silver lining the zaha thing of course also really with zaha's fixtures i know a lot of people shifted him but just keep him also you know he he's a good player he does return he will return four pounds yeah yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah and the other thing is you're guaranteed to get two purple patches out of him which are um in the approach to any transfer window, he really, really turns it on. So he does, you and, know, and, and, you know, he's on pens. So yeah, you know, yeah. He, he's, he does return. I Like he has had such a good run of fixtures and hasn't really returned that I think everyone just got a bit fed up. Uh, yeah. So many people got off him apparently, but, um, well, it's, it's funny I, you should say that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that because, um, uh, there are three fixtures until the transfer window opens and his three fixtures are Nottingham Forest, Fulham and Bournemouth. So perhaps this little purple patch that um, he's got pre-transfers or pre-transfer. I'm windows. saying outside, outside captaincy shout even. Not, not a bad shout at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, di- sort of, well, differential as in by, by ownership, but differential for captaincy perhaps. Yeah, um, it would be, I, I guess, possibly it's it's one for uh, the pod next week when we kind of will have a break for the for the World Cup. But I think next week, perhaps we'll have a look at our players that we're keeping an eye on and are likely to make their way into our unlimited transfer team. Um, I can tell you right now that I will be um, keeping some of my players, but one player who will absolutely be coming in to probably 100% of teams uh, is Miguel Almiron. Uh, what about Newcastle? They are absolutely flying. I mean, yeah, hats off to them. I mean, all round. I I mean, the sort of uh, controversial ownership aside, uh, yeah. you have to say that they have built their team in a very, very coherent way and mm-hmm. they've they've done such a good job they've done it steadily they haven't um knee jerked at all they haven't bought yeah. in you know six seven eight players all at once and you know blown their load so to speak uh <laughs> and be left in a mess they've they've done it slowly steadily they've bought they've made very um clever signings they have you know, yeah, people yeah. like Sven Botman, even you know, mm-hmm. these players are really good players. They've been clearly they've been well scouted. Um, they've kept their trust in Eddie Howe, who was not their first choice as as manager. We know that, mm-hmm. but he's done such a good job, uh, given some some resources. 
And yeah, they are flying high. And in terms of assets, yeah, I mean, Miguel Almiron, I haven't got him in my team. Neither do I. I mean, this is one of those Are you on Triple Newcastle? Are you not on Triple Newcastle? No, I'm not. I bought bought in Wilson last week, so I'm on double him and Trippier. Um, And I suppose... Almiron is he's on my transfer watch list for sure um I am you know when you feel like you've missed the boat though you've said it before on this I'm, podcast we'll say it again I'm, yeah exactly and so I'm semi in that camp of just like right maybe look maybe I fucked up and I now have to live with the fact that I, he's not in my squad and maybe I should punish myself by not putting him in my squad um <laughs> do you know what I mean and I do. Just, just being like I, I just rue all the points I've missed with this guy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I is, honestly is, don't know what to do if it's here. It's very, it's very easy to do. And um, I guess, I guess that kind of rather smoothly segues us into to game week 16 because they have got Chelsea, which isn't, uh, isn't the easiest fixture, but then Chelsea are a little bit all over the shop. And um, I was, I was listening to the um, the Times football podcast, the game yesterday on my way back from a gig, and the, one of the journalists made a very good point about Chelsea because they've started very well um, in terms of like eight clean eight eight wins without uh, eight games without defeat, and now obviously they're in a bit of a, a sticky patch. But actually, if you look at Chelsea, they they haven't got Reese James, they haven't got Koulibaly playing, they haven't got their first choice keeper Kepa. Try saying that after a few beers. Um, nice, yeah. Uh, Kante, Kovacic, big big players missing. Aubameyang, is he a Chelsea? I don't know. So um, it's it's probably a good time for them to play Chelsea. But I I wonder. Uh, yeah, I, I I think the point of me kind of going on that little rant was was to say that you know we can start to have a look at, at game week sixteen. But what do you think about what's going on at Chelsea? Yeah, they seem they just seem like a bit of a damp squib. They've got their injury problems, um and they just don't seem very coherent. They they're not really pulling anything together. Arsenal I thought were excellent against them uh at the weekend. And yeah, Chelsea just they just don't seem up to much considering their squad on paper. Um and I think as always with uh Kante out yeah, they just seem a bit at sea, and and any, James, any team in the world is going to struggle without a player like yeah, that, aren't they? Absolutely, and then Reese James as well. He can have a really big effect on uh, on their results, and he's you know been out for for a while now. So I, I don't know. I, I still have got Mason Mount on my team actually, but <sighs> for some Mason reason Mount I, no I can't Almiron. seem to get rid of him. Oh, but um, yeah, they they seem yeah they just seem a bit at sea, and I. I don't, I don't fancy any of their players really as assets. And well, uh, looking forward to game week sixteen, as you mentioned, yeah, you've got to be looking at it per, by fixture, right? Because you know, look, we're we're going into the World Cup and the free transfer window, so to speak. So, I think who have got the best fixtures and Newcastle against Chelsea probably haven't. So yeah. I am. I'm tempted not to bring Miguel Amaran in, even though I'm sure he could easily score two against Chelsea. 
He could. Yeah, he could. Um, uh, let's, that's, that's a very good point. So you, you've, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, really. If, if ever you were going to take a punt on a player, on a random player, um, then this week is, is the week because it's a one-week punt. You know that whatever happens, you, we've got a break. We've got unlimited transfers. And they have explained the rules now at FPL as well. So once the game week finishes, the prices will be frozen. So there's not going to be kind of price rises and falls over the World Cup, which I think is is fair. Um, But so looking at it, it's all about Saturday this week in terms of um, the bulk of of the fixtures. So lunchtime on Saturday, you've got uh, Man City Brentford. So again, we may we may find out in advance of the deadline if you can hold that transfer then you know I do recommend doing that um Bournemouth Everton Liverpool Southampton Forest Crystal Palace Spurs Leeds West Ham Leicester Newcastle Chelsea Wolves and Arsenal that is Saturday's bumper day of fixtures and then on Sunday uh, we've got Brighton Villa and then Fulham versus Man United to to round things off so Looking at those, are there any kind of teams that you think I quite fancy to take a take a random punt on? Yeah, I'm looking at Liverpool against Southampton. Fair. Um, I normally I would say I'd be looking at Palace against Forest, but I think Forest are hitting a little bit of form, and I think they'll be desperate to win. Um, I'm definitely looking at Arsenal. Uh, away to Wolves. Yep. Um, and as a bit of an outsider, I'm looking at Aston Villa. They are away to Brighton. Um, and it sounds, again, a bit premature perhaps and a bit knee-jerky, but I don't know. I just thought they looked great. I think this new manager bounce could continue because, I don't know, it just, it just the, there were signs there you know, when they had their no manager bounce. And then I know they got spanked by Newcastle, but really now with, with uh, Unai Emery coming in, I just think they've probably got a decent manager. Gerard, although I've got all the love in the world for, for my boy, Stevie G mm. as a manager, I think he probably wasn't the one for them was probably a bit of a taskmaster and, and just didn't really have a hold of, of the squad. Uh, so... I agree. I don't, I don't think, um, I think to be honest, he was perhaps not ready for a club with that much kind of pressure and in the Premier League. And, you know, it's a big job. It's a big job managing in the Premier League. And you've gone from Rangers, which no disrespect is, is a very different, different beast. So, yeah, um, obviously, as a Man United fan, I wasn't disappointed to see him sacked but um you know as as a human being i think it's you know it's never nice to see someone lose their job so yeah that that could be a very interesting shout and the fact that i'm now seeing liverpool playing uh southampton i'm just thinking what possessed me to take out mo salah i do not know well their fixtures are really good after the the world cup break as well so i i'm definitely looking at darwin nunes for sure i can't i can't afford salah at this stage anyway um, unless I was to get rid of Kevin De Bruyne, and I'm just not seeing him play the weekend. I, yeah. I'm not doing that anytime no, he's, soon. He's he's an absolute machine. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm with you there. I think I think a Liverpool player could be a great a great shout. Um, I don't I don't know who I could kind of get in to be honest, but 
Yeah, otherwise I've got Martinelli for Arsenal. Um, let's have a little look mm-hmm. ahead to, to transfer plans, in fact, because I've got one transfer, but I've got 2.1 in the bank. Um, so mm-hmm. I could... Uh, Ivan Tony is playing Man City. I could quite happily get rid of... So actually, I could do uh, one or two interesting little things here, Jim Timms. I could go... Yeah, so I've got 9.4 in the bank. <clears throat> so I could afford uh, more or less any striker um, apart from Harry Kane. Uh, I could mm. definitely go down the Darwin Nunes route, which would be a pretty, that's got to be surely a fairly big differential. 8.1%. Um, it just feels, I must admit, it does feel a bit risky um, kind of putting all my eggs in that basket. I'll tell you what I might do. If uh, if it's confirmed that Haaland isn't fit because he was taken off at half time again, wasn't he? Um, I'd be mighty tempted with Alvarez, um, a like for like swap, and then I might even do a minus four and bring in. Um, I could afford to bring back Salah, uh, but again, we'll we'll have to see. Uh, I don't really want to do another minus four, but I feel like I feel like if I could get him in, um, that that might be worth might be worth considering what about you what are your what are your plans i i've had a look at this so i've spent the last couple of days thinking i'm going to do another minus four um mm. but it's it's a bit of a this is where the i i would be playing the game for fun if i did this because right you take a minus four when you yeah. get in someone who not only do you want to return the coming in the coming game week but someone who's going to stick around for a while yeah but you know, look, the reality is, is we've got unlimited transfers after this game week. So yeah. if you're going to take a minus four this week, you damn well better be sure that whoever you're getting in is going to return. So exactly. Yeah. I, I've done a lot of playing around, but I, I think it's, I might have a look at getting rid of Mason Mount and bringing in uh Saka. Mm. Uh, so Arsenal have got Wolves. That's quite a nice fixture. It's a very um, good shout. Yeah. Chelsea have got Newcastle. And as in as much that uh, I'm not convinced that Newcastle will smash Chelsea, I'm definitely not convinced that Chelsea will smash Newcastle as well. So it's one of those games where I don't really know what's going to happen. So I, no. I feel okay probably about getting rid of Mason Mountain. He hasn't returned for a few games now. So, um, you know, yeah, I'm a bit fed up of having him in my squad. Um, um, yeah, that, that's that's entirely fair enough. Mason Mount came in for me a few weeks ago and went straight out because he had those two double-digit hauls in in a row, didn't he? And then he was um, it was just dog. So yeah, got rid yeah. of him. And um, as as you were talking there, uh, I I think I've worked out what my one-week punt is most likely to be. Um, I think at this stage I'm probably going to take off uh, take out Ivan Tony and put in Gabriel Jesus because uh, I, I just think that Wolves-Arsenal fixture looks too tasty. Uh, although, have Wolves now confirmed Julian Lopetegui as their um, coach? I think they have. As far as I'm aware, that's happening. Um, wow, okay. But I'm not sure if it's had the official seal of approval. Maybe it has. It I has haven't now, seen but, Fabrizio um, Romano give it the here we go, but... Um, yeah, maybe. Right. No, it's I, I think that's that's going ahead. So again, ooh, new manager bounce. Uh, Who knows? 
Well, who knows? Regular listeners will be unsurprised that uh, us us talking has has just confused me more, to be honest, in terms of my plan. Mate, I've got I've got other I've got other transfer possibilities in front of me. Jake Jesus for for uh, either Wilson or Mitrovic, because Mm -hmm. the thing with Mitrovic, I've got this feeling he might be rested again um, this week coming. You've got to think about it. If you're if you're a player and you are one game away from going to the World Cup, you want to be rested, don't you? You well, don't the, want to play. I, yeah. If I if I was Mitrovic, you know, I would say, oh yeah, it's still still a bit sore, a bit sore. I don't I don't want to risk it because otherwise, imagine if you uh, on the eve of the World Cup, imagine if you ruined yourself. You'd, you'd yeah, I, I think it's yeah, think it's, a lot of players will probably. Definitely. Or or are we looking at management of minutes, you know? Um sure like you you would have thought like a lot a lot of players are thinking, oh I, I want to be in, in shape for the World Cup because the turnaround is pretty quick, isn't it? Oh, uh, in terms of doubt. of Qatar. So Well we're um, we're recording yeah. on the eighth of November. We've got the games uh at this weekend, so the date is the twelfth and thirteenth of November. Then that's it, and then England play Iran on the twenty first of November, uh, which is bonkers, yeah. absolutely bonkers. Yeah, crazy. I, I, I've never known it. Well, it's it's unprecedented, isn't it? But it's just mad. I, I, I'm not in World Cup spirit. I I can say that much. I will be, I'm sure, but it, yeah. it's mad, isn't it? Because it's not summer, and it's it, it, I, it's, it's like just odd. It's a lack of summer. It's a lack of going to a beer garden to watch. England play and um, but also I think the and again not to get too kind of deep or political but I think the whole kind of backdrop of Qatar being chosen the terrible human rights the um you know there's a lot of reasons yeah. for why I think it would be fair yeah. to not have a lot of enthusiasm for it but you know that said once England start playing I'm I'm sure I'll I'll be as as enthusiastic as as I always am and crucially as full of hope <laughs> Oh, always, mate. Always, exactly. we can be as negative as we want up until uh, up until the start of the tournament, and then once it gets underway, it's coming home. You know, simple as that, mate. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. Um, ah, brilliant. Well, uh, that that feels like a very nice point to um, kind of round us uh, round us up. Um, just before we go, of course. Uh, it is crucial that we have a little look at the um, FPL Face-Off League. Uh, you will remember that last week I was in joint fifth. Uh, I have tumbled out of the top five now. Uh, our top five is uh, John Eric Torsteinson, Brandon Mitchell, James Bazingai, Wes Britton and shut the FA Cup uh, with Frank Reagan, who is absolutely flying 927 points. His overall rank is 21,000 in the world. So he's having a, a very, very good season. Yeah. Um, Mr. Jim, oops, is just scrolling down. Sorry. Um, uh, it is, let's find Mr. Jim Timms on this list. So we do have producer Glenn uh, was in the top 50, I believe. Uh, I'm on my computer and, uh, oh no, producer Glenn, 57 points. Doing all right there. Um, then we've got Jim Timms was there or thereabouts. So Jim Timms, 96th position with 771. And your friend of mine, 
Tom Glover, uh, 762 points. So you've overtaken him by uh, by Glo- nine points. Glover watch, yeah. On yeah, Glover watch. Still pretty tight there. He's had a horrible week, I think, there, 51. Yeah, it's... um. It's it's been a tough yeah. old season for him, uh, but then you know after the highs of last year, it was it was inevitable. But um, right, well, I think that that is all from us this week, uh, Jim. It's been an absolute pleasure, uh, listener. Thank you for for joining us. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at FPL Faceoff. We will be back to round up game week sixteen and uh, chat through rough transfer plans next week. Uh, but for now, it's good night from me and peace out from me. Very nice. Laters.